What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Fantasy Football Advocate Podcast, your weekly source for common sense fantasy advice. I am your host and fantasy football advocate, Chris. Before we get into this week's episode, uh, I'd just like to uh, let you know about a little change again to the format of the podcast. Uh, When I first started doing this show, I knew I just wanted to do a fantasy football podcast. I have a lot of useful knowledge that I feel people and listeners can benefit from, and I knew this would be an evolving work in progress before I was really happy with what the show was on a week-to-week basis. Uh, I decided to start anyways, even though I didn't have a set format, uh, a permanent set format. I feel the only way to get better is to try you know, make mistakes, or not necessarily mistakes, but to try and improve upon what you hear, uh, which actually also ties into fantasy football because, you know, to be honest, the only way we're going to learn is to make mistakes, learn from them, move on, try not to make them again. Uh, and listening back to the shows, like I usually do, uh, while I do believe the newer format in the last few episodes was better, I do feel there's room for improvement. So, in my opinion, telling you why top players may or may not be a good choice to start. While, like I said, it's better than the first six or seven episodes. Uh, it's let's be honest. You're going to start those players anyways. So nothing I said was really that exciting or revolutionary, or is was going to give you insight. That's going to help you run your team on a deeper level. We all know to start star players. That's not, it's not a brain teaser. We know that. If I feel that way, I can't expect listeners of the show to feel differently or to be really excited about hearing it if I'm not really excited about bringing it to you. And I'm always excited to talk about fantasy football. And if I was not pumped up about doing this show, there's no way I could expect you guys to be pumped up about listening to it. So I decided it was time to change the format again. I'll keep doing that until I feel I'm bringing you the best presentation week to week. And and I'll honestly probably always evolve it. Nothing will just be set in stone ever. I'll evolve it to be the best show that it can be, that I can bring you. Uh, I I do very much appreciate the opportunity that you give me every time you download and listen to the show. Uh, And I look forward to it evolving into something that you look forward to each and every week. Today, we're going to be going over running back issues. What I'm going to start doing is finding a topic or story where I can help you through it. And, And to make that a little bit more clear... Uh, such as today's topic, running back issues. A lot of you may not know what to do if you're brand new to fantasy football. And to be honest, it it can be difficult, even if you're an experienced fantasy player, to try to uh, put a valid quality lineup on the field if you're going through bye week issues, injuries, things of that nature. This year, COVID, I mean, a, a lot of good players are out or on bye. And I thought this week in particular would be a really good opportunity to not just tell you players to pick up or suggest players for you to pick up, I should say, but to kind of show you how to think about what to look for, uh, exactly what to look for. Um, This is, these aren't advanced stats, but there is a little bit of research involved in it. Uh, I know I said, you know, the whole point of the show is to give you a common sense approach and it absolutely is still that, but there is a little bit of research, but it's it's nothing you have to, you, you don't need a, a PhD in physics to figure it out. It's just, you need to know where to look, what to look for. Um, So running backs, like I said, between bye weeks, injuries, and COVID, a lot of us find ourselves in a really tough spot. 
in a lot of cases, it can be difficult to decide who you should drop in order to pick up someone to field a valid team and who you should actually pick up. Uh, the options on the waiver wire at this point in the season are undoubtedly slim. Uh, even in an eight-team league, uh, there probably aren't a lot of impact players left. One of the things new fantasy football players need to learn, and veterans who are all too aware of this, is that sometimes you just don't have a good option. You're not going to look at the waiver wire and say, man, that guy's going to get score, you know, two touchdowns, rush for 100 yards. I mean, you may pick up a guy who does that, but there's no Dalvin Cooks or Christian McCaffrey's or, or, or players like that available on the waiver wire right now. It just isn't, it isn't happening. You have a bunch of mediocre to bad options, and you have to try to make the best of the situation. Your lineup will not look pretty with these players in it, but you may be able to pick up the right player and still manage to get a win. Like I said, there's a bit of research involved on your part to make the best decision for your team, but I assure you this isn't deep analytic stuff. It's not overly complicated. It's just a matter of knowing where to look and what you're looking for. So, so let's begin. All right. First of all, bi-week teams this week. Eagles, Rams, Browns, Bengals. These teams being on bye in particular make finding a decent running back to stream very, very difficult, which is why I chose it as the topic this week of all weeks. All four of these teams have either indecisive backfields, in the case of the Rams, with three potential guys who could carry the ball just about any time, or injured starters. Uh, you may have either drafted or picked up their backups off the waiver wire, and in some cases been really happy with the outcomes. Uh, I, for one, had Joe Mixon in one of my leagues and was able to go get his backup, Giovanni Bernard, when he injured himself. Uh, Bernard has been great in the two games he started. However, with the Bengals on by, I don't have Mixon or Bernard now this week. So I have two less spots on my roster to work with, and I don't want to drop either of them. So I have to find someone to drop and then someone worthwhile to pick up. And I have to try to make the worth dropping to worth picking up balance as close as possible so I don't hurt my team going forward, which is one reason I'm not dropping Bernard. Because if Mixon isn't healthy after the bye week, I'm going to need to start Giovanni Bernard, and he's been very, very good in that role. So what do I do? I'm now left with the unenviable task of trying to figure out who to drop and trying to find a starter who, let's be honest, will probably underperform. I'll probably be disappointed with him. But my job here with my team and your job with your team is to see what's on the waiver wire and make the best of a bad situation. Many factors, many factors lead to a player having a far better week than projections and past performance might suggest. Uh, well, let's break down some of these teams. I believe I have, let's see here, I have four, uh, five, five teams, five situations. I didn't go through every single one because the point of this show is to get you to be able to feel confident to do these things and to, to get in the right mindset to make good decisions. If I went through every single one of them, I'm not helping you, helping you this week. I'm not helping you in the long run. So I went through five to kind of give you a, a, a taste of, all right, this is not a great option, but these factors could make it better than anticipated. The first one is Green Bay. Aaron Jones is clearly the starter there. He may not play still. I believe it's a calf injury. It's going to be a game-time decision, and it's the Thursday night game, which always makes it tough. Uh, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, his backups, have both been placed on the COVID-restricted list. They will not play this week. So if Aaron Jones doesn't play, then Dexter Williams will come off the practice squad 
and will likely get the start. Now, Green Bay is a high-powered offense. They love to utilize the running back in the receiving game out of the backfield. This could be very good, very, very good for Dexter Williams, or it could turn into Aaron Rodgers doesn't have somebody he trusts in the backfield, and it could turn into an Aaron Rodgers game where he just throws to Devontae Adams 20 times. But you have to hope that Green Bay finds themselves in a goal line situation and Dexter Williams can find the end zone. Again, these are not great options. This is not a great situation to find yourself in as a team owner. Hopefully you can get lucky, find a good matchup, and it could end up saving your week. The 49ers who Green Bay are playing are ranked first against the run. This isn't great for what essentially amounts to a fourth-string running back starting against them. The number one rush defense against the fourth-string running back. Uh, not not great. Um, but Green Bay does have the sixth ranked uh, run blocking offensive line. So it's it's strength on strength. And add to the fact that Aaron Rodgers can utilize the play action with his talented receivers. And the 49ers won't be able to just crowd the line and focus on the run. May open things up for Dexter Williams. That's one option. Another, Baltimore. Uh, might be able to pick up a potential running back replacement for week nine. Mark Ingram, the starter, suffered a high ankle sprain a few weeks ago. Missed week eight's game against the Steelers. Uh, rookie J.K. Dobbins, who they're very high on, and I believe uh, third-year running back, I think this is third-year, Gus Edwards, filled in very nicely for Ingram. Both had a really respectable game against a very good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Dobbins seems like the bigger play threat. Gus Edwards is more the, the goal line back, the more consistent, steady back. They're going to hand off to a little bit more. The issue is, uh, number one, uh, it's possible both these guys are already picked up and not on the waiver wire. If they aren't, I'd go for Dobbins first, just for the big play potential. And then, if need be, Gus Edwards. I did pick him up in one of my leagues. It was very slim pickings. I was desperate. I'm just hoping he can get in the end zone and make my week. Uh, the, the problem with either of these guys, though, is they are facing the Indianapolis Colts defense. Number one against the run. Absolutely dominant. Um, it, it is possible that they could end up having a decent game. Baltimore is not huge on throwing the ball running backs out of the backfield, but they do do it some, some time to time. Lamar Jackson is dynamic enough to take the focus off the running backs and potentially open up the running game for them. Uh, the Ravens only have the 12th best offensive line in support of the run. That's not great. But both of these guys are talented enough to have a good or decent game. You never know what could happen. And in a desperate situation, you got to go for it. Like I said, I picked up uh, Gus Edwards in one of my leagues. He's only projected to get three points. I am not psyched about it. But I know he's going to see plays. I'm just hoping he can get in the end zone somehow or end up breaking up a few, breaking off a few nice runs. Uh, not a great spot to be in, honestly. I don't expect much from him, but I'm hoping. It's a gamble, but uh, either of these guys would probably be towards the bottom of the list, the guys you would go for, just because of how good the Colts defense is. But it depends on who's available in your league. Next, Patriots. Uh, the third team we're going to look at for potential Week 9 replacements. This is a tough one because they use so many running backs. I would definitely suggest to anyone, though, if you need a running back or you have a spot on your roster where you can just, you're not crazy about this player, you could drop him. 
if Damian Harris is available in your league, go pick him up. It's only been a few games, but he appears to be the guy the Patriots want to hand off to. He looks like a very competent running back. And when the Patriots can play their style of offense that they want to play, Damian Harris running the ball seems to be a big part of that. Again, it's been a small sample size, but that's this is the time to pick these guys up and take a chance. If you have someone on your team who's underperforming or you're not really high on, it's definitely worth picking him up. I did in two of my three leagues. Unfortunately, the third league, he was already picked up. Uh, but he, he could be somebody who can really help you down the stretch if he continues on the path he's on. Other options in the Patriots' backfield would be Rex Burkhead or, to a lesser extent, James White. And only a lesser extent because he's rostered in a higher percentage, so he wouldn't be available in as many leagues. Again, these are all the crapshoot. You have a multi-person backfield. Uh, you're taking, you're talking about desperation options. Uh, these aren't first choices. Uh, the Patriots do play the Jets, who are really bad against the run. And the Patriots offensive line is really good in support of the run. So depends on who's available in your league. Uh, going against a bad defense, I take I would take Harris above either of the above Baltimore Ravens that I mentioned, uh, just because the team they're playing, uh, the Jets are far 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 worse against the run than the Colts. Uh, next, Buffalo Bills, uh, Zach Moss, I believe he's a rookie. He's really coming to his own this year or the past few games at least. Uh, they're pretty high on this kid. He's picked up some traction as of late and uh, looks like to be a good option. I actually picked him up in my 12-team league along with Gus Edwards, and they're going to be my two running backs this week. So cross your fingers for me. I'm going to need some help there. Uh, the good thing is they're playing Seattle, who's middle of the pack against the run. The Bills aren't a great offensive line, but uh, Moss seems to be the favored back in the red zone and close to the goal line. And seeing as he isn't rostered in a lot of leagues, he's worth a look. Uh, I picked him up, like I said. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting him. He's a good option. My other guys are all, all of them, literally anyone else that could start at running back is either injured or on by, and it is not, not a whole lot of options on the free agent waiver wire. I'm surprised a guy like Zach Moss was even there. So I was, I was actually pretty grateful to get him, but I'm not expecting a lot, but he couldn't have had a nice game. And if he does half of what he did last week, I'll be very happy with that. All right. Last one. You know, these aren't going to be super long episodes. This is just weekly common sense advice. Listen to it. Make it digestible. Move on with your day and week. And uh, hopefully let me know if my advice helped you. That'd be great. I'd love to communicate with you guys and be interactive. I'll tell you at the end of the show where you can get in touch with me. Last one. Uh, the Jets, who are playing the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots have a pretty bad rush defense. And while the Jets don't have a great running back, they did just release Le'Veon Bell, who signed with the Chiefs. They do have uh, Frank Gore, who seems to be an ageless wonder, and uh, LaMichael Pirine, who seem to be splitting splitting uh, carries. And both both used. Um, I know I've said it a couple times already. I just want to drill it into you guys. These, these are not great options. I know that. This is for teams who are absolutely desperate. For uh, the, the team that either has a bunch of injuries, bye weeks, people on COVID list, went uh, drafted wide receivers first instead of running backs and have a very, very shallow running back pool on their team. These are guys that might be able to help you. Uh, the Jets don't have a great offensive line, but like I said, the Patriots don't have a great defensive line and a great run-stopping defense in general. I talked earlier about uh, strength versus strength. 
with great running game against great run defense. This is the exact opposite weakness against weakness. And the possibility does exist that one of these two uh, Jets guys uh, may break a big play and, and could really help your team. Hopefully this helped you, at least some of you. Uh, if you don't pick up the players I suggested, at the very least, uh, this should give you an idea of what to look for in a situation where it may not look good on paper, but looking at a few key stats might help you to slightly push the needle in your favor. Now, streaming options for week eight. At quarterback, Derek Carr of the Raiders. They are facing the Chargers, 28th ranked, uh, 28th ranked defense against the pass. Last week, Carr did not have a great game. That happens. Again, this is a streaming option, not someone you're drafting in the third round. You could definitely have a big game against a pretty bad Chargers pass, uh, pass defense. Cam Newton of the Patriots, he struggled. And anybody who's watched Cam play for years, he kind of looks like he's in his own head. He's indecisive. Uh, the second half of that Buffalo game, I know he fumbled. He had a really bad fumble, cost the team no game. But before that, he looked really good in the second half. If he plays that way against the Jets... He could have a really, really big day, probably mostly running the ball. But the, the, the Jets are 23rd against the pass, uh, not much better against the run. They're not a really, really good team in general. Uh, so Cam could have a big day. And Kirk Cousins, somebody else who's very inconsistent of the Minnesota Vikings, facing the Detroit Lions in their 21st-ranked pass defense. This guy, uh, he is the picture of inconsistency, honestly. But he has a talented running back. One of the best running backs in the game. In fact, not just talented in Dalvin Cook. And he that can help them to open up the passing game to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, two stellar receivers. And if those guys can get open, even Kirk Cousins could have a big game. Guy who can potentially put up those numbers against a bad defense. If you're desperate for a quarterback, then this could be an option for you. At receiver, Cole Beasley of the Bills. Uh, John Brown has really been non-existent ever since he had that, I believe, calf injury. He was the deep threat. They don't really seem to have a deep threat right now. Um, it's Stephon Diggs, but he's more of a intermediate threat. Uh, the Seahawks have the worst pass defense in the league. And I don't know how that's possible. That seems so weird to say for Seattle. Seattle has the worst and, and one of the worst defenses, and, and the Colts have one of the best. So this is... 2020 just getting weirder and weirder. Uh, Beasley's a good option. Very consistent guy. Very steady slot receiver. Josh Allen feels very comfortable with him. He is the kind of guy who's very capable of putting up bad numbers, but he could also go out there and get you 10 catches for 100 yards. Worth a shot. Keelan Cole Sr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew is out. He's not going to be playing this game. Backup, uh, honestly, I don't even know the guy's name. I probably should have learned. I figured that out before I started recording this, but uh, he's not anybody most people have heard of, uh, the Jaguars' backup quarterback. So I don't know the kind of relationship he's going to have with any particular receiver, but Houston has a 26th-ranked pass defense. Cole has had some big games this year. If you need to put, If you need to take a flyer on someone, it's worth a shot. Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals. Very, very surprised to see this guy as available as he was. Not very highly, uh, not a very high rostered percentage. He is fast and he can break a play at any moment. The kind of guy you want to have in a flex spot and a pinch, you know, can take a three yard slant and run at 80 yards for a touchdown. He could end up doing nothing. But again, this is all taking chances.
I don't need to tell you to start DeAndre Hopkins. You know that. I need to try to help you find and get in the right mindset to find players who could potentially break out. Fast guy on a great offense against a bad defense. By the way, they're playing the Dolphins, 22nd against the pass. It's worth a shot if you're in a tough spot. At tight end, Darren Fells of the Houston Texans. Jaguars have the 29th ranked defense against tight ends. They're probably about the 29th ranked defense against just about anything. They're not good. Uh, Fells is competent. She's competent. He's had some big games in the past. He's not a guy who's going to go out there and get, you know, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey numbers, but he, uh, if you have a dedicated tight end spot in your league and you have to have a tight end, your guy's on by or injured or whatever, uh, this is not a bad pickup. Same with Trey Burton of the Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. They have 21, 21st ranked defense against tight ends. Moelle Cox, uh, of the Colts will not be playing in this game. He's out. Trey Burton will more than likely see more opportunities. And with a defense that can rush the passer, like the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Phillip Rivers could have to dump off to him quite often. So, I mean, Trey Burton is not great in and of himself, but worth a shot. Defenses. I haven't done this before, but I'm going to run through some defenses that, that you may want to stream. If you... Picked up a defense and it didn't work out for you on draft day, and you're just trying to go week to week, trying to find a defense that can get the job done for you. Uh, I'd have three here that may help you. Uh, Cardinals going against the Dolphins. Uh, Tua looked okay last weekend. He was fine. The Dolphins won. He didn't have to do much because they just had a good game all around on all aspects of the game. Uh, but he's a young rookie. Could make mistakes. And Cardinals have some playmakers. So you could. You could potentially see some interceptions, some sacks, maybe a pick six. Same with the Packers against the 49ers. But Jimmy Garoppolo is out. May miss the rest of the season. 49ers backups did not perform well earlier in the season when Garoppolo was out. Uh, they, they easily, easily could make a mistake. I think a pick six is probably more likely from one of them than Tua. But if Packers are available, it's definitely worth a start. And the Tennessee Titans. Uh Underperforming defense this year. That would be a lot better than they are. Uh, but either way, they're facing the Bears and Nick Foles. And Foles is wildly inconsistent and prone to throw interceptions. Very turnover prone. Prone to getting sacked. Just not very good. I would absolutely, in a if you need to stream a defense, consider the Titans as well. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Fantasy Football Advocate Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, hopefully you'll leave a rating and review and share the podcast with someone you feel might enjoy it. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch with me. I am on Twitter at FFA underscore pod. Instagram. Actually, we just started an Instagram account today before I started recording this. Uh, but you can find me at FF Advocate. Uh, no, not, not at. I am the FF Advocate. Uh, there's no ad there like on Twitter. Or you can just email the show directly. Any address for that is the FF Advocate at gmail.com. I will leave the links for those accounts in the show description. Until next time, everyone, please play smart, have fun, and I will talk to you next Wednesday.